It's time for the Retire ASAP podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP show, where our goal is to get you free from work as soon as possible. My name is Taylor Fike, and I am here with a soon-to-be retiree. Oh, man, he's getting so excited. As we talked a little bit about our show this week, um, I mentioned that we're going to be talking about long-term goals and making things practical, and I could almost see the light up in Brad's eyes as he's sitting there across the table from me thinking, this could be me very, very soon. The aurora around my head is bright right now. The aurora. Aurora Borealis, is that like the... Yeah, that's a pretty good show. I saw one of those in Canada one time. They're awesome, man. I mean... uh, the, if you're up there in nowhere land where there's no light pollution, it's beautiful. It's yeah, a beautiful show. Something about nature and how it's actually beautiful when it's at its purest point. Huh? That's where I'm going. This is my new goal. New retirement I got a new goal. goal. Oh, boy. I'm going to Aurora Borealis country when I retire. I think you should find a mountain somewhere in Canada, watch the Aurora Borealis while you're doing yoga. And then in the afternoon, I could fish. Absolutely. Oh, okay. You know what? We're going to make a plan. But you got to do it like the Eskimos. You got to do the ice fish. You got to cut out a hole and you got to sit there. Ooh, I can do that. I've done it. I just, you know. It's been a few years. As I get older, I don't like cold weather. (laughs) Can I have like a plan where I can go south in the winter and then in the summer I'll go up there and live Eskimo life. You're getting way ahead of yourself. We haven't decided to do our planning yet. All right, well, help me out here because, you know, I want to figure this out. Well, we got to fill everybody in. So last uh, episode that we had a couple weeks ago, we talked a little bit about how important it is to go into retirement with meaning. And you have to have a purpose because if you end up just working your entire life and all you do is look forward to retirement, look forward to retirement, you put in all this effort, all this blood, sweat, and tears, and you save all this money and you get there and you don't know what to do, you end up wasting those final golden years. The years that you've been waiting your entire life for, if you don't have a plan for them, they end up wasted. And we've seen this with clients. We've seen this in conversations with clients where they're like, okay, I've been doing all these preparations and all this work. And it's almost like their purpose was just to get retired, not to actually be retired. And so what we wanted to do is have a conversation with our listeners and see what is it that we can practically do to set ourselves up for success? What can we do now so that when we do get retired, we have a purpose and a meaning and we have real tangible things that we're trying to accomplish when we're done working that we can enjoy and cherish with our families? So with that being said... It's hard to make that kind of stuff practical. What it takes is a little bit of work and a little bit of thinking. And I wanted to do this with you, Brad. I wanted to pick your brain and see what you're thinking for your retirement since you're so excited about it. So as a disclaimer, we have not, I have no idea what you're going to ask me because you have not given me any inkling. I know how I do it with my clients and I have seen you do it with your clients So I have an idea, but I've never had to go through this with myself personally. Because to be frank, I'm 62 and... Hey, that's question number one. How old are you? 62. Oh, perfect. That was a simple question. We're already getting started. I'm just not... uh, I I haven't sat down for myself because it isn't on my radar at this point. But uh, I'm excited to go through this today because I think for my sake, it'll at least get me thinking for myself. I help everybody else do it, but I don't think about it myself because I it's not in my it's like I said it's not in my uh, camp right now. Yeah. Well, and that's I would imagine that that's the majority of our listeners. 
And you, you can get so caught up in getting to retirement that you don't even think about what you're going to do in it. And I think maybe this is where you're at. And again, yours isn't on your radar. I think your situation's a little different. And we do have small business owners that listen to this podcast. But for a small business owner, retirement looks very different than if you're working a job that you're an employee of an employer. You know, when you're in a small business, retirement looks like maybe slowly moving out or doing some part-time or pre-retirement work beforehand and then working your way into a full-time retirement. Whereas if you're working in a manufacturing job or you work in an office or something like that, it's a, hey, at this date, I'm done working this full-time job. It may look like you look at work at other jobs and things like that or find some part-time work, but it's a very different look. So for you, not being on your radar, I'm not surprised. But at the same time, it doesn't mean you can avoid having these conversations or thinking about this stuff. True. And you know, I'm and I've said it many times, I'm in the I'm in the little cruising zone a little bit more because I do take uh, long weekends, right? So right. I work two and a half, three and a half days a week and work some of those days off remotely, but most of the time it's whatever I want to do at my leisure. So that's kind of my vision today as my pre-retirement. And sure. so the full retirement's what I'm talking about. The day where I walk away and hand you the keys and go, you know, send me a massive check every month. A massive check. That's scary. Well, but, not only the massive check, but the fact that you hand me the keys, that's a scary, scary thing. That thought. might be the answer to every one of my questions. If this occurs in your life, what will you do? Well, as long as I get the massive check, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> all of our retirees listening are like, well, if I just had a massive check, I wouldn't have to worry about all this stuff. I'd figure it out. Right. So, uh, you know, I guess let's, let's get serious and talk about it and we'll go from there. So the first question was, how old are you? And you already answered that. You're 22. 23, yep. (laughs) We're a little far off then from retirement. But so you're 62, right? That's right. Now, there is a fun question to always start this. Um, You know, there's all kinds of different directions you can go with these questions. But really, what a lot of the uh, stuff that I've been reading as of late is that you want to make it a little bit more fun and creative. So I have a question. You may not have an answer for it right off the top of your head. But if you had to take your entire life, what you look at from what's already happened in the past and what you want to happen in the future... Could you come up with a movie title for your life? What would it be titled? Oh, boy, that's a tough one. Um, I have a lot of stuff racing through my head right now, but <laughs> I, would, I would call it the uh, most dangerous roller coaster in the world. There you go. Now, that's good because there's been highs and lows <laughs> and everything oh, in between. Oh, my gosh, yes, all and, over the place. And hopefully you're thinking at the future over the next 10 to 15 years that those are the high parts of the roller coaster, the good parts, right? Not the, not the low parts. Yeah, I'd like to have it more on a, a fun side of that roller coaster instead of the scary side. How's that? <laughs> there you go. There you go. So here's here's what I really want to do. So for this roller coaster ride of a movie that the rest of your life is going to play out in, mm-hmm. right? What yep. I want to know is I want to know what things matter most. And so this is there's different sectors of this because a lot of people will just say, what are your top priorities? And most individuals, at least around here, they're going to have some sort of faith answer. You know, if they have a belief in God or a belief in a higher power, that's going to be one of their top priorities. It's going to be family. It's going to be whatever it is, my job, my career, my hobbies. They always have that like list of their top two or three things that they really care about the most, right? But what I want to know is if we break it down to different parts of your life, if we break your life into different compartments and say, okay, in this part, what's the top priority for you? What do you want your life to look like five, 10 years from now in this compartment? So I'm going to ask you about career. So this is one thing that's extremely important to you. I think it's one of those things that you would say that you found your identity in in a lot of ways because it's you've put so many hours and so much effort into building the business you have. So 
in your career, what's one of those priorities? What's something when you walk out the door, you want to be able to say, this is something I accomplished. What are you aiming towards? What are you trying to do with this? Massive check. (laughs) Massive check. (laughs) And we'll write that one down. Yeah. Uh, No, seriously. Um, I would say, is freedom a correct answer for something like that? Could be. I I believe that um, the tough part for a self-employed guy is that you spend so much time building and focusing on tomorrow and taking care of today, but focusing on what am I going to do tomorrow to make my business continue to grow is when you go to retire, you shut that factory down. So that's, it's like, how do you define after you shut that down? Because your goals, and I never really was a goal writer. I never really wrote goals down, but I had, you know, things in my head of how, where I wanted to see the business go next. Sure. So I guess whenever I get to the point where I'm fully retired, what do you want it to look like? This is the question. What What do you want the business or your career or what you've done? Like, what's that legacy that you want to have left behind when you walk out the door finally? I'd like to walk out the door and see the business, knowing that the business is going to continue to grow and possibly go another generation or two since you're the there third you generation. So that's one piece of it. Second, I would like to be able to spend more time with my family and and probably my biggest goal would be to travel as much as possible. So utilizing the career side of things, because I think those are going to be important where we'll talk about different categories of your life where those other two will fit in, the traveling okay. and the family. Yep. But really the big thing is you want to leave a business behind that you're saying it's going to be functionable, it's going to be profitable for the next generation, and hopefully the generation after that. Now, I have a two-year-old. Who knows uh, if he is ever going to be interested in the business? I know when it, it was me, when you were asking me these questions at 17, 18, 19 years old, my answer was absolutely not. Yet, here I am 10 years later after saying no 100 times to you. But you never really know the direction of the next generation, but you still want it to be available as an opportunity for them, is what you're saying. I feel extremely confident today that I could walk out of here and this business would sustain itself and it would continue to grow. I'm very confident of that. So, and by, by me leaving a couple of days a week shows that I got that sure. confidence on staff and everybody here, but I want to be able to just walk away and not have to walk back in that door to go, you know, what's going on? What do I need to get in, involved in? So yeah. that would be my biggest thing is being able to shut that off completely. Not that I wouldn't walk in to socialize. And also know that the work that you did in this business is able to fund a retirement that you want. Correct. Yep. So the massive check actually is, even though that's a kind of a joke. I don't know it, if it's going to be massive, but a, you know, a check. How's that? <laughs> well, all checks are the same size, unless you unless you win one of those, What what's the uh, catalog things that they show up at your house with the big checks? Oh, the uh, uh, giveaway, uh, yep. you know, the Publisher's Clearinghouse. There you go. Publisher's Clearinghouse. Yeah, one. you got to play to win. Those I don't checks play. are a lot bigger. I don't know if... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if yeah, I'll be able to deliver any of those I to don't you. expect that. Uh, well, wouldn't that be great, though, if once a month I showed up at your doorstep when you're retired with a big publisher's clearinghouse size check and say, here's your monthly retirement pay from Fike Advisors. That might look cool, but I don't think I could go to the bank and cash it. That's the problem. <laughs> Can you imagine the bank? You got one of those under your arm once hey, a month. Would you hey, cash my this check for this me? Month. <laughs> so anyway, career-wise, that makes a lot of sense. And so when we look at this and we look at some of those things as we're heading towards retirement for you, Obviously, you're setting goals, even if they're not written down, but you're setting goals in your head of saying, what's moving me closer and closer to that direction? Then we look at things like, okay, now that I'm in retirement with a career for you, you're looking at being, I want to be completely hands off, but I want to be able to view from a distance this business continuing to grow and function. 
Now for me, I have a I have a big feeling that a lot of that for you will look like, hey dad, I have a question on this. Now, not saying you're going to be in on a case or working with a client, but hey, this is something I'm going through. What do you think, what, what does your experience and wisdom have to say about something like this? That would be something that I feel like you would really feel valued in as we go forward into retirement or something like that. I sniff consulting fee right there. So Ooh, uh, I do like be- that idea. That's even a bigger check. So yeah, I... I would say in a consulting measure, yeah, I, I would want to be available to, to assist. And, you know, you don't know who's going to come in here. It could be young advisors in here that need assistance. And, you know, I don't know if I could ever really shut the factory down. I mean, that's that's my whole issue. That's the nice thing about loving what you do. Yeah, true. So, okay, so career. That's one facet of life. Yep. I want to ask you about health. Health, wellness, all that yoga, all the things that you care most deeply about. What was what does life look like once you hit retirement? Because I know for a lot of people, this is a big issue because they'll spend hours and hours at the doctor's office. They'll spend a couple hours a week trying to put together their medications and put them in their pillbox, all those things. It becomes a big thing, especially as you get older. What are your goals for your health as you get to retirement age? Overindulge in everything that I possibly can. That uh, sounds no. like a short retirement to me. <laughs> I'm always on, you know, been on the struggle bus for health and, you know, go through my phases of working out and eating right and all that stuff. So I think uh, it bothers me probably more than anything right now, because I'm 62, that I need to be more alert, and more aware of taking care of my health. So I think it's not just at retirement. Let's say, let's say my retirement's 10 years. It wouldn't be at 10 years, I'm going to take care of myself. Sure. I need to focus. That needs to be a priority focus right now so that when I do decide to walk away, I am healthy and I can enjoy my life. And I don't want to sit in a doctor's office. Good Lord, I don't even like going there for an annual physical because I got to, you know, hang around there for how long just to get that done. Yeah. Imagine going every six to eight weeks like Uh, a lot of retirees do, you know, and and I and I don't blame you. I don't think that's what anybody wants. So those types of things, if I if I dig down a little bit more specific to that, you go, okay, I don't want to be unhealthy. I don't want to spend time in the doctor's office. What can you do to actually make that happen? What are some of the things that you need to prioritize? Well, I need to work out on a regular basis, and I need to, uh, you know, at least have. I'm I'm not going to say diet plan. I need to have a food plan that is healthy six days out of the week sure. Uh, that is going to get me, that's going to keep my blood pressure down, my, uh, my cholesterol down, because those seems to be the, the two things that start issues and things just Long explode term. from those basics. So yep. that would be, so it would be diet control. In other words, eating yep. right and working out on a regular basis. Are there other things? I know some people are into, you know, some sports or hobbies or things of that nature that they have to stay healthy for. A lot of retirees like to pick up like cycling or they pick up something uh, of some sort like swimming. There's all kinds of different physical activities. Any of those things seem like a priority to you? And that's okay if they aren't. I just want to throw some other ideas out there. Yeah, no, I really haven't picked up any of those. I have thought about cycling uh, somewhat. That could be something when I had more time, but right now it's not. I guess no. That answer at this immediate moment would be no. I can almost certainly say that one of our clients, Mike, if he's listening to this podcast, he is just itching to talk about cycling with you. He wants to get you on board right away. He could be my cycling coach. Oh, you hear that, Mike? If you're listening, oh man, you just you picked up a client and that sounds like a massive check for your retirement, Mike. That's a good thing. Oh boy. 
<laughs> so health is one of those things. And this is a hard one because I think for a lot of people, they know what they should do. It's just a matter of actually putting it into action. And so that's going to be a lot more as we dig into this. These are, I'm just, we're just listing priorities, things that you care right. about. As we go deeper into something like this and what we won't have time to go over today is now we need to figure out specific plans and specific goals of things that you need to set or habits you need to create to make these things a real life thing. Now, again, we're just touching and just scratching the surface on trying to create some purpose behind there. So if we go with the first two, you want to create a business that has lasting long-term effects for my generation and the generation after me, hopefully, and be able to function and grow and be profitable and give the lifestyle to me and my son or whoever the next generation is for as long as we possibly can. But you also want to be involved, if necessary, in a consulting basis, potentially, or from a distance, be able to view and be able to, you know, put input in where we would need it from you. On the other side of things, you want to live a little bit healthier lifestyle in retirement. You want to be able to eat cleaner. You want to be able to exercise on a regular basis, feel like you can keep up with, you know, regular things in life and spend less time in the doctor's office. So those are the two priorities we've basically come up with so far. Now, this is a big one for you, and I know it. This next category is family. So tell me a little bit about what you care about, what you want to see with your family over the next few years and even through retirement. Well, that would be probably an utmost priority. So I would want to be able to go to practically every activity that's available for sure. my grandkids. I mean, that would be number one. And any activity that my kids would be involved with. I think, uh, you know, we focus here about our business, but you know, if your sister were to, uh, I know her long-term goals are open her own business. I would want to be extremely supportive in that as well. And may, that may even be a retirement plan for me where it would be, you know, help if that were to happen. Mm -hmm. That's just an example. But family would be number one. And my goal with that would be to spend as much time watching them grow in whatever fashion. It, it might be, it might be music related. It might not even be sports. I don't know, but whatever it is, I would want to be hundred percent supportive. You're gonna pick up guitar or piano if Oliver picks it up. No, but I'm gonna watch. <laughs> gonna watch. Hey, no, that's okay. Well, and I think that's important. I think a lot of people that are listeners here would agree with that because I think very much it's a, it's instilled in us as a culture in the American dream of hey, you gotta have family. You want to stay tight knit with your family, and most people in their retirement. They want that freedom because they want to spend more time with family. I like that you want a little bit more specific, though. You want to spend time doing specific things. You want to go to events. You want to be a part of sporting events. You want to be a part of, you know, maybe building a business with your daughter or being a part of building the business already with me. But those types of things that you're specific to. And I think what listeners need to think about is not only do you just want to spend time, what do you want to spend time doing? Because I think one of the best things ever, and I love this, is yesterday you were over at my house. I was still here at the office. You left the office a little bit early to go watch my son, Oliver, because my wife had an appointment. And you were there and you got to, I, I go home and there's this whole city of these magnet <laughs> tiles that he builds all the time. But Oliver loves it, but there's this whole city of just things. And I just know for a fact that you were sitting down with him building something and just, you two were just eating it up. And when he came home, he's telling me what each one of these buildings, this is the garage, this is the cage, this is the tower. He's got a candle <laughs> on top of it. I mean, he's got a whole system. And I mean, you love that. That's something that you care, that you right. care about deeply. And so that's the kind of stuff that I want you guys as listeners to be thinking about. When you're picking priorities for family, pick something specific. Do you want to be there and babysit and be hands-on with the kids? Or do you want to be there for sporting event? Do you want to be a coach at one of their you know, little leagues? What, what is it you want to specifically do and try to go for that? Yeah, and I think uh, in that sense, it's about being engaged in whatever that is. Whatever I say that I, I want to be engaged in, I don't yeah. want to just go to the 
soccer game and sit there and go, oh, I'm here. I want to be fully engaged in that. Experience. You want to know the rules. You want to be able to yell at the ref when he makes the bad call against Oliver or whatever it is. Like the bad guy truck yesterday. The I, bad guy truck. He said that about 10 it's times. Over a day. And you're not allowed to move the bad guy truck. Okay. <laughs> so that's engagement because you're discussing the bad guy truck in that whole city that we built. Of you course. Know? And he remembers that and he loves that stuff. And so that's the kind of stuff. So that engagement, I think, is important. Engagement that, so. with those things. Good. Good. All right, here's another one. This is another thing I know is very important to you. Okay. What about friends? What do relationships outside of family look like in retirement for you as you head to and go through? Oh, I think that's, uh, I would say that's secondary to family. I mean, I I consider spending a lot of my time with family, so that is really my friend thing. But uh, I think friends are extremely important in retirement. We're all going through, if they're my same age group, which is about all my friends are within five years, I would say, older or younger, that it gives you that experience to be able to spend time with them. So that would be a, another huge component that if I'm not with family, I certainly want to be spending time with friends. Sure, sure. Now, would that include some of those things that you talked about before, like traveling or doing events and things of that nature with them? Or, or what does that look like? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I like to fish. So I'd want to fish with fishing buddies. I I would want to do stuff with your mom, my wife, and and with other couples to go travel, do sightseeing things, uh, even if it doesn't take extensive travel, just locally. I, I think that's a huge thing for uh, Paula and I to have relationships with other couples to go out and be able to do stuff and go out to dinner and things of that sort. So. Absolutely. And I, and I see that even, even as we're heading into your pre-retirement or whatever we're calling what you're at now. I see that, you know, the things where it's like, okay, hey, Friday, so-and-so is coming up to the lake and we're going to go out on the boat and go fishing or, you know, hey, this week we're going, you know, down to Florida for our regular vacation and so-and-so is meeting us here. And it's, it's those types of things where you're able to engage not just with your your family, but also people outside your family, because that's important. And I think a lot of people lose this um, as they head into retirement because most of their friendships are built at work. And they're built in the office or in the factory or on the, the floor, whatever it is. You build these relationships there. And then the second you retire, it's almost like, well, I turned the page in that chapter of my life. And the problem is, is that if you don't have those types of things going on, you don't have those types of relationships outside of family, you miss a whole factor of life that is, could be really enjoyable. You miss a whole brand of stories and the whole uh, sharing of stories of other families and what they're doing and the creativity of that. There's so much value in having relationships outside of family. Not that it should be more priority or less priority, but there is value in having that. Right. And rekindling old friendships from when you were younger, where everybody got busy raising kids and family kind of separate at a mid, mid ages, 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. You seem to not, you kind of lose track of your old friends from sure. younger ages. And I think at retirement, you, you're, you're able to be able to bring that back around a little bit because everybody's got more time now. Yeah. You have some freedom there. And, and that's cool. I, I mean, you know, you know that couple of my fishing buddies are old friends. So it's kind of fun to be able to rekindle that. Well, and Facebook, as much evil as it has on there, it does have some good qualities like connecting with people from 20, 30, 40 years ago that you haven't talked to since high school or whatever it is. You go, I wonder what they're up to. And those are kind of fun. Now, don't spend too much time on Facebook. You'll be very depressed if you do. But (laughs) there are some good things that come from that. So, okay, prioritize some relationships there too. Um, last piece of the puzzle. This is the last one I want to talk about today. What are some spiritual things? And I know this is going to be kind of a touchy topic for some of our listeners. And I'm not saying that you have to say that you have to include faith in your retirement plan, but for a lot of our listeners, I would say the majority, because we're in a very conservative, 
uh, rural community that still has very strong roots into a faith-based community. What are some of those things that you would prioritize spiritually? Maybe maybe some of this stuff you could probably even switch over if you aren't a spiritual believer or anything like that. Then maybe you could switch it over to some things that you're passionate about in your community, just not not calling it spiritual, but community-based. But for a lot of us, and I know for you specifically, spiritual and community overlap a lot. So tell me what some of those priorities would be for you spiritually. What do you want to do to better yourself, better your relationship with a higher power, those types of things? Well, I'm a faith-based guy anyhow, so um, I do reading every day and uh, in the Word uh, from the Bible. I read every day, believe it or not. Some people may not believe that, but that's what I do. So I have uh, time that I take out every morning before I start my day of, of doing that. That's an absolute daily requirement, whether I'm retired or I'm working. And uh, I've uh, one of my true purposes for money um, is gifting, giving money, and giving my time. And so I think in retirement, I would want to give back more of my time as well as money. I mean, I've given money a fair amount every year, be it to the church or be it to nonprofits that do good for different various reasons. But I think in retirement, that would be probably another way to fill my gap because I don't have any hobbies other than I like to fish. Right. But I'm not a guy that likes to fish every day, all day long, right? I mean, a couple times a week, you go out for a little bit and get wet a line. It may be for an hour or two, you know, if the fish are biting, those things. So I think I, you know, my retirement would, I'd want to be able to give time as well as money. Sure. Sure. And I think that's important because I think for a lot of faiths, wherever you come from, whatever background, being the hands and feet and actual hands-on of serving people and, and filling in the gap for those who need stuff, that has a very big value to, as you as you age and get older, a very big value to building onto who you are. And I think growing personally. I look at a lot of things. A lot of people will paint themselves in this corner of, okay, I got to retirement. I finally arrived. I no longer have to learn. I no longer have to you know, do things that make me uncomfortable. I can just finally relax and do only the good stuff. Well, sometimes you don't realize that some of the hard stuff is really the good stuff. You know, you have to put in effort and work and sweat sometimes. And and a lot of that spiritual stuff where you're serving somebody, putting that effort, and that helps you take a step towards growing. And if you're not growing, you're dying. There's only one way to go. Absolutely. You're either going up or you're going down and there's no standing still. And so you want to be doing stuff like that that's stretching you, whether it's spend more time with a nonprofit. Maybe it's you talk about traveling. I know you're involved in a few nonprofits that or overseas, maybe it's traveling to those places that you've been giving to for so long and actually physically doing something and being there and meeting the people that you've been investing in for so long. Those types of things can be extremely valuable. Absolutely. I think it's good for your health. I mean, not not just mental health, but physical health, because you're actually giving a piece of your yourself to, to help someone else. It's very rewarding. And I think some of the unhealthy people that uh, we have as clients that I see are ones who are very selfish and, and I'm not being negative. That's just how they've been born, raised or whatever their environment brought them into. But I believe that some of the most selfish people are the most unhealthy people that we have as well. Not always, but I'm just saying that I can and see And you can see pattern. that. And we have these conversations and, and, and we'll tell our listeners, you know, this this is something we're touching on at least once a year with most of our clients. We have these conversations say, hey, you know, what what are you doing to better yourself? What, what are you utilizing what you have to do something with it rather than just 
whether it's hoarding or having that mentality, you get into that corner where the longer you spend in that, the the more negative you become, the the worse your day becomes, the more you focus on the little criticisms of everything and not the bigger picture. And it, it ends up being a very miserable end to your retirement. And so what you really want is you want to be able to challenge yourself and grow. And if you're not listening to other people and outside influences on that stuff, you're going to miss out on a huge opportunity to spend the golden years of your life uh, spending doing good rather than just sitting there in negativity and misery. Yep. So anyway, those are kind of the things that we like to talk about here. And I want to summarize a little bit what you said. So career-wise, the things you prioritize, you want to make sure you build a business that lasts for the next generation and beyond. You want to be able to generate revenue and, and income for yourself so that you can have a retirement that you want. And you may want to have some sort of influence in consulting uh, with with the business or being a part of that or being having a little bit of input on things that we would ask you uh, on that part. With health, you want to have some healthier habits. And those have to start now, but you want to continue them in retirement. Eating healthy, getting a regular workout schedule in. That way you can spend less time at the doctor's office, more time doing the things you want to do. Family, you want to engage. You want to be in on the events. You want to be in on the things that your family cares about. You want to be a part of that, a huge part of that. With friends, you want to maybe travel or have experiences with them and see what they're doing and catch up with old friends from the past and keep up with friends that you've had for a long time and really enjoy those experiences. And spiritually, you want to be able to give financially, but also give more of your time and be able to serve more and be a more hands-on person in that stuff. So those, that's kind of the list, what we just came up with. Those are the things that you prioritize. Now, for our listeners, I would really encourage you to go through those categories yourself. See, what is it that you fit into? What are those things that you feel like are priorities in each one of those boxes? They may be completely different than Brad's, and that's okay. But what it matters is, is once you figure out those things, those priorities, now what you need to do is say, how do I create that? And so, like I said, we won't have enough time to do that on the podcast. But what you need to do is say, how do I create events and put efforts in with my family? How do I make sure I have these healthy habits? What do I need to start doing now to get myself there? And then what do I need to do the day that I retire as or as I retire? What do I need to do from then on to make sure I'm maintaining, continuing that? How am I going to grow and challenge myself in each one of these places? And that comes down to some goal setting. There's all different ways to do goal setting. Um, you can look up some stuff there. You're welcome to call our office. We'd be happy to walk you through some of the stuff that we do with our clients. But those are some of the important things that you need to be thinking about. And so start with the priorities. Start with what are the things you care about most in these categories and then work yourself forward from there. So any last thoughts, final thoughts on all this? No, uh, it's that was an easy quiz. Be it that I've never answered questions like that before. But it's all stuff that's in your head. Everybody's got it. We all know it. So when those questions, it's just coming to realization with it and actually identifying it, putting it on a piece of paper. So those questions you asked me, I knew all that in my head, but I never put it in a, you know, I never wrote it down and identified. I just knew that those are important things. So that that's like a big first step for me, really. Yeah. Well, yeah, here we I'm, are. I'm shocked. I'm watching. I'm him, shocked how good I feel right now. About I'm this. watching him grow personally right in front of me. Maybe we should do a whole series on Brad Fight growing into retirement. I feel like that's a little selfish. I feel like you just want you just want free coaching from me out of all this. Well, absolutely. I'm I'm going to have to charge you for that since I have to send you a massive check. 
Take it out of the check. (laughs) So anyway, thanks for joining us for this conversation. Now, I know we're heading into this fun season of Christmas time, and even though it's a little weird and different with this pandemic lifestyle that we have, we hope you guys have some happy holidays and a Merry Christmas. We will be back for one more episode this year. We have just one left. We're not sure what the topic is. We'll probably do just kind of a fun little one-off thing. But what I really want from you guys is if you find this podcast helpful, if you are enjoying what we have to say, you feel like we've been helping you along in your retirement journey, please leave us a rating and review on whatever you listen to. If you listen to iHeartRadio or Spotify or you're on the Apple Podcasts or you use any other podcasting app, leave us a rating. You can do one star up to five stars. Five stars is good, so give us one of those if you can. And then you can leave a little bit of a review. Write down a little bit of what you've learned from us or how we have a conversation. Those really do matter because people that haven't found our podcast, if we have lots of reviews or ratings, what that does is puts us up at the top. And then they go through and they read that stuff to see, is this something I want to spend time on? And we would really appreciate if you'd take just a few minutes to do that for us, as well as if you do have more questions on this stuff, you want some personal answers specific to you, then please jump on um, our website. It's www.fikeadvisors.com. There's a schedule now button in the top right corner. If you click that button, it goes straight to my digital calendar and you can schedule a time to sit down and talk. It doesn't cost you anything. It's a complimentary appointment the first time. We just want to see what it is that you need our help for and see if we can actually help you. And if we can, we'll figure out what the next steps are. And if we can't, we'll find someone who can help you. So if you're on your journey to retirement or you're already in retirement and you need some help organizing some things, give us a call, jump on our website, schedule an appointment, whatever it is, we'd be happy to sit down and talk with you. So in the meantime, we'll talk to you guys here in the next couple weeks. And Brad, do you have any final thoughts? Well, if your uh, financial advisor is not a financial yo guy, you may not be as flexible as you think you are. So uh, 100% make sure you are financially flexible. There you go, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.